drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host, Derek Oakry. I am back. I apologize last week. I don't know what hit me, but I was basically laid up for the whole week, the weekend. Back. I'm ready to talk some Lions football. We had hard knocks. We had a first preseason game. Lots to get into today, so let me fill up your cup, everybody. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! We got to make it a double. Cornbread! You know how we do. So so let's do this. I got like a very rough couple bullet points. I'm going to see if I can entertain you here on the show. Give you some hot takes. Give you some rants. I got some new sound drops to talk about. We got voicemail from the Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line. And I will give you my take on Hard Knocks and the preseason. So... Let's get into that, man. Lions football is back, baby. Let's do this thing. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So, you know, right off the top, I mean, the Lions had to, by the time you're hearing this, they had to cut down to 85, I believe it is. They had to get um, release five players, you know, a couple backup tight ends, a couple injured players, things like that. Nothing, uh, nothing very big. Um, Griffin, the uh, tight end that they brought in from the Saints, was let go. Um, you know, that was the name of note that I saw. Um, still hanging on to their young talent. Still hanging on to those, uh, you know, veterans. You know, I saw some names put out there that should be let go, and I was kind of surprised. But the Lions are are hanging in there with a lot of those players right now. And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who kind of makes this final final team and whatnot. But uh, just a little trim down on the roster. You know, like I said, we'll get into the preceding game here in a bit. Um, I hope you guys loved Hard Knocks. I mean, I just think that was so great to get a look-see. Look um, we'll talk about that as well. But let's do this. Let's have a little fun right here off the top of the show. Because we, we got a couple new players, a couple new people, a couple new things that need sound bites. So what I want to say is, first off, you guys know we've been kind of gathering up Kool-Aid drops because everybody's talking about the Detroit Kool-Aid, Lions Kool-Aid. I mean, I can't say it's a coincidence that you hear it every other word on Sports Talk Radio, all over town. Everyone's hype about this football team. And, and the podcast is growing by leaps and bounds. So everybody's talking about that Detroit Kool-Aid, especially, you know, Gator on 97.1. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. Cornbread muffin, make it a double, bro. And then you got this drop recently by Kang on the same show. I don't know, the Kool-Aid, cornbread, whatever you want to call sure, it, man. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, you got Karsh getting in there at the end. I mean, of course, everybody's talking about the Kool-Aid, the cornbread, and whatnot. I don't know, the Kool-Aid, cornbread, whatever you want to call sure, it, yeah. man. I mean, drinking it in. Drink it in, man. So we got those, and I just want to tell you guys, if you hear 
local shows drop Kool-Aid. If you hear him talking about cornbread, Lions cornbread, everybody drinking that that Kool-Aid. Shout me out. Let me know where it is. I'll try to grab it for the show. I think I got three, four tucked away that I got to find time to edit out and, and get up here on the soundboard. So so do that for me. Help me out. And we got this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's uh, he's wearing the number four. His name is D J Chark. I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys are loving the hype like I am about this player, but he's making plays all day, every day in practice. I saw him in the preseason game, and this guy is exactly what I've been telling you he is. He's a big, swaggy, silky athlete. I mean, what, what what's he run about? 6'2", 6'3", runs a 4'3". Um, he's about 23. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's got it all going on, and uh, I just think there's so much good going on with him that we got to get him a drop. And there's only one song that we can do to get him a drop. And I want to give you guys a couple options. I was toying around with this jam and I'm like, we, we got to get a good drop for DJ Chark. So right when I hit this beat, you're going to know what it is. Here's the, here's the first option right here. I mean, I thought like, what if it's just that beat with the, yeah, yeah. At the end. So that's an option for, for Mr. Chart. We also have this. Right about now, it's your boy, you heard. <laughs> a, li- a little bit extra on the end, because your boy is going to be number four, DJ Chark, when he gets playing. There, there's absolutely no question. Now, we have this as an option as well. Let's see, let's go with this, this cut. Go, DJ. That's my DJ. Very, very simple, very short. Or, or this is a fourth option. Go DJ, that's my DJ. Go DJ, yeah. So do you like the go DJ with the repeat and the yeah at the end? Do you just like the very simple but perfect version for this player? Go DJ, that's my DJ. Or, or do you just like the beat <laughs> when, when he makes a play or when I talk about him on the show? Do I just drop this? I I don't know. I'm debating all of that, but uh, I Ford Field. I know you're on this as well. We better have this on the loudspeaker when our guy makes a play. I better hear something to this effect. Go DJ, that's my DJ. Better hear that when he gets a first down. That's all I know. So we're, we're having fun with sound drops. I'm gonna get in. I have a hot take. Um, about the Aiden Hutchinson, Billy Jean version um, performance that we saw on Hard Knocks. I'll get to that here in a moment. I I, I pulled up the whole song. I actually f- watched the official video. One of the most odd videos makes no sense. Horrible for. T- I mean, I know it was like thirty some years ago or whenever that was made, but the video is not good. The performance by Hutch. You know, quality, no doubt. We'll get into that. So, uh, all I'm thinking is that, like, is it just me or is Ford Field? This can be something that starts happening at ball games in the intermissions, where 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 the you know the the stadium just drops this. <laughs> Are they just gonna drop the hook and the place is gonna go crazy? 
or here on the pod when I talk about number 97, you guys know who he is, Aiden Hutchinson. Do I also need to play this from time to time? No words, but when you hear that, you know that 97 is creeping up on your quarterback. When you hear that, you know there might be a TFL going down. (laughs) Or there might be some crazy singing and dancing and all the above by either Hutch, Lions fans, or everybody included. So um, we'll have to mess around with that. And, and how about this guy that, that showed up on preseason game one? Bunches of funches. <laughs> I know some of you hit me up on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Okri. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. You're like, Okri, your boy Funches is making plays. And I'm like, oh, yes. Plays and bunches, bunches of funches. I mean, don't tell me that doesn't sound like a delicious cereal. I mean, <laughs> I think that's got a big time potential. That's a free marketing idea for someone to probably make millions off of it. Um, but uh, I definitely like what bunches of funches is doing for the Lions. I mean, uh, some fun stuff there, no question. All right, so, so we had a little fun off the top, just kind of trying to entertain you guys, talking some Lions. Let, let's do this. I wanted to get this guy in. This guy was going to call on the call-in show. If you guys didn't hear that, go back a week or two and pull up the live call-in Kool-Aid cast where he had some great calls. Me and Chops um, talked with some of the great listeners of the show. We took live calls. Again, you guys can call in. You can text in. You can leave a voicemail, 989 272 Three four eight four. That's nine eight nine two seven two. Kevin Smith, Herman Moore. Um, <laughs> but uh, this guy wanted to get in, and he couldn't do it live. But he's done it here. He left a voicemail, and this is my guy. You guys probably know him on Twitter. He's always put out Lions content. He's got strong takes. His name is Forrester. Let's get him on the show. What's going on there, buddy? This is Forrester finally coming at you. I know we've been trying to link up. Try and do a live show, but, you know, life's busy. And I figured uh, I'd give a little shout-out to you. Love what you do. I was just curious to see what you thought on some of the rumors uh, revolving around Mason Rudolph. Uh, For me, you know, I'm just not sold on that decision, not because I don't think he's a clear upgrade at the backup quarterback position, but I just don't think it's in the Lions' best interest to trade assets for a guy that realistically only wins us one or two more games, in all honesty. So I would rather the Lions, if something happened to Goff, stick with Blau, you know, definitely not Boyle, and if anything, put us in good position for a good quarterback next year. You know, we're not a playoff team, really, and we have no need to press on with a backup quarterback that – most likely going to be gone after this year anyways, because this is his fourth and final year of his rookie contract. So just want to get your thoughts on it. You know where I stand. Keep doing what you do, baby, and keep injecting the Kool-Aid into my veins. Forrester, appreciate that, man. Drink it in, man. <laughs> you know I'm always serving up that Kool-Aid. Let me give him a shout-out. The Twitter handle is at F. S-O-L-M-E-N-12. Um, definitely go give him a follow. Puts out quality Lions content. Loves his football team. 
But Forrester, I got I got big time issues with this voicemail you left me. First of all, the rumor innuendo about Mason Rudolph. I mean, <laughs> is that what we were talking about? Mason Rudolph? Who is this Rudy Pooh? I saw this come out too, and I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, this guy, you know, he had a decent draft profile coming out. He went to the Steelers, and they drafted his boy, James Washington, too. You thought, oh, what a combo once Big Ben rides off in the sunset. Mason Rudolph has not been good. He he still has the size you look for at quarterback, but he's done nothing special. Now, is he an upgrade of what we currently have? I mean, I guess, but like you said, do I want to give up assets? No. But then the other the issue I really got with you is that you're saying you want Blau over Boyle. And, like... I've said it multiple times in the show, like, David Blau's a great human being. I love him as my neighbor. He has a tremendous wife who's an Olympian. But I've seen enough of this guy, man. He can't be, like, the starting quarterback if we have an injury. Uh, It just can't happen. Like, Tim Boyle, I've changed my take on Tim Boyle. Like, I still have issues with Tim Boyle, but he looks like a backup quarterback to me. He got a fresh new haircut he got rid of the bonnet that he wore on his head or the bandana or whatever you want to call it he he's got a fresh do he looks the part he actually threw the football around the yard a little bit it actually looked half decent at times like tim boyle's the kind of guy that i don't mind maybe just holding the clipboard and if he's got to go in for a pinch maybe he can get me by for a quarter or so But I've seen enough, I believe, of David Boyle. Again, I would love him as my friend. I'm sure he's a great human being. But, I I, I mean, the Lions in general don't have a good backup quarterback situation. But got some people out there in the media that are like, oh, you need a a big-time backup quarterback in case something happens. If, If your starting quarterback goes down the league, your season's over. You know what I mean? It's very hard to piece it together regardless of who is back there. I mean, the only way to do it is to draft a young cat and maybe play the vet when the vet stumbles or gets hurt. You put the young guy in, it gives you reason to kind of bumble around for half a season or whatever. So, so Forrester, I appreciate the call, and I get your sentiment that, like, it's not worth doing, giving up assets or whatnot, but your take of Blau over Boyle, I'm not a big fan of. Um... I also, yeah, just don't know where this is coming from. Somebody reported like it was fact, but I think the tweet was, I'm hearing by the end of the week, Mason Rudolph will be traded to the Lions. It was like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, check the source for sure on that. And and it's just not a player that I want to invest in or that I think would be some big help here. I don't, he's not going to be the future quarterback of the Lions right now. You know, we don't need a backup. So... Yeah, definitely don't think that's any big uptick for the roster. But that brings me to a bigger rumor innuendo, bigger fish to fry here. And that's all the people out there that are talking about, should we go out and get Roquan Smith? (laughs) Yeah, you guys know what that is. That's like Smith with 18 Fs at the end. You know how I pronounce it since Kevin Smith. I mean, it's part of the number, the call in line with number 34. That's how I used to say Kevin Smith. Um, No, I don't want to trade anything or pay Roquan Smith. (laughs) Like, yes, we need linebackers. Yes, this guy's a good linebacker. 
What do you think? The Bears are just going to hand us a young player at a position of need, and then we're going to pay him you know, 15-plus million dollars over a four- or five-year deal for a, a middle linebacker that can make tackles? No. That's not happening. This is the old Lions game of is he a fit? Anyone that gets cut or has some type of gripe, we want to try to see if he fits on this football team. No, we don't want Roquan Smith. No, <laughs> he's not worth paying that money because linebackers or running backs fall in the same boat for me. Of Even if they're good, we can't take them high in the draft. We can't pay them. We'll find them how the Lions are trying to find them right now. A bunch of guys in a pot of gumbo and see who comes out. Maybe you find a couple guys that can play. Um, so let, let's put Roquan Smith and Mason Rudolph rumors to bed. Now, a couple more news and notes before I get into hard knocks and the, and the preseason, and that's simply this. Josh Pascal. I mean, this guy's getting so much hate by Lions fans. This happens all the time. First of all, this happens all the time where the Lions take a guy in the high second round, and for some reason they're hurt right away, or they miss their whole rookie season. I don't understand. I remember going back to Mikhail LaShure. We're going back to Derek Williams. We're going back to, you know, Titus Young. We're going back to uh, Javid Bettles. All these guys, which Javid Bettles late first rounder. But you get the point. They keep taking all these players in the second round, high second round, and they're always hurt. And people like, I just, here's my thing with Josh Pascal. I still think he's a really good player at a position of knee. It's going to be fun to watch. And it, player this team needs so i get it that we don't like a player that we're hoping will help this team being hurt but would you rather him be hurt in i don't know june july and august or down the playoff stretch or late in the season when you need him like right now it's fine that he's not playing i know people want to see him i know they want that instant gratification that the draft pick is a ball player but please don't hate on this guy and act like this was some bad draft pick and, oh, you could have took this guy. You should have took that guy. Why? Because Josh Pascal has missed a couple mini camps and the a, a first couple weeks of training camp? Get out of here with that. Come on, man. That's that's a bad take. That's, that's a jumping to the gun. Just like Lions fans, just like we do when someone makes a few plays in a game and you want to put him in the Hall of Fame. Calm down. Josh Pascal... Is going to be very fun to watch for multiple years on this team. And I'm not worried at all that, oh, he's injury prone. Oh, see, we knew he was going to be hurt. No, you didn't. The thing I don't understand, too, is how does a guy have a sports hernia? Like, some of these injuries, I, I see some of these vets, like, they go the whole offseason, they're out in, in Cancun, and, you know, they're out there wakeboarding and at, at the club and whatnot, and then when camp starts, it's like, oh, man, I got to get my knee scoped. Oh, got to get my got to get my wrist fixed. It's like, why, why didn't you do that, I don't know, six months ago, maybe right when the season ended? I, I'm sure that didn't just creep up on you all of a sudden a, a, a week ago, so... Some of these injuries are crazy, but Josh Pascal must have popped up. I'm assuming he he hopefully injured it in minicamp. It wasn't something they knew about or some pre-existing thing. And he's getting it taken care of, and I'm sure he'll be back. I'm expecting him to be back maybe towards that last preseason game. And here here's a quick uh, conspiracy theory. What, what if the Lions know Josh Pascal is such a beast that they want to kind of hide him 
and high J-Mo, and all of a sudden, like, early in the season, you add these two players plus some other beasts up front plus our offensive talent plus a young, hungry defense, and all of a sudden we're, we're surprising teams. I mean, that could be part of it, too. It's just like, let's not show all of our cards right now, and there's no reason that Josh Pascal needs to be showing the world everything he can do. So that's on my mind. Another thing that's on my mind is a guy named, I don't know if you've heard of him, Jamison Williams. <laughs> now, I, I got bones to pick and also a hot take real quick on Jamison Williams. First of all, when he wore number 18 and said it was kind of a, a nod to Randy Moss, it was kind of a reverse Calvin number, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, man, I like that. And look swaggy on him. I like the 18. You know, Justin Jefferson's wearing 18. I think Jameson Williams is going to kind of be our Justin Jefferson. I liked it. Then out of the blue, Jamo says he's rocking the number nine. And guess what happened? All the Stafford lovers came out. Now, I've been quoted millions of times on the show saying, I like Matt Stafford. He was a good quarterback here. He was a uh, fun to watch, but I didn't feel he was ever going to win. And when they got rid of him, it was time to go. Happy for him that he won a Super Bowl. So this isn't me whining, complaining that, oh, you know, how dare you give away Stafford's number. and uh, That's our quarterback. That used to be our quarterback, right? But nine is just a bad wideout number. I don't know why you want a single digit so bad, JMO. I don't know why you had to pick that when you could have just waited a year and probably got a much better number overall. But here's the counterpoint. Maybe this is tremendous. Maybe this is like a tribute and just adding on to number nine being a classic number in Honolulu Blue and Silver. Maybe JMO is going to be the reason we remember number nine um, in addition to Stafford. Maybe he's saying, like, I'm basically the player you got plus some first round uh, picks and extra for Matt Stafford. Let's do this. And uh, I think he could put it to bed. I think if he balls out in nine, people could be much less to bring up number nine or, oh, we miss Matt Stafford or, oh, boo-hoo. You know, they just be like, Jameson Williams, number nine for the Lions, is a hell of a ball player. We're so glad he's on our team. So I've kind of went back to that now. As like, even though I don't love the number on a wide receiver, when when he makes plays and when he's flying down the field scoring touchdowns, I think it's actually going to be fun. And maybe even Brad Holmes and company were like, you know what you should do? Wear number nine. <laughs> Wear number nine, JMO. <laughs> like maybe they maybe they want to put it to bed too by doing that. I don't know. It's a uh, there's a lot going on with that. It's kind of shocking, but uh, I think it could be really fun. And here's my last news and notes, and then we'll take a break, get our great sponsors in here, and then talk hard knocks of preseason. There's there's scuttlebutt. There's things being talked about. Is the wide receiver for the Lions, you guys have heard of him. You know I've dubbed him on the show. A-R-S-B. Amon Ra. St. Brown, is this guy the next Cooper Cup? I'm here to tell you, man. This guy is getting rave reviews. You heard me come out. I battled with Logan Lamarandier, Sports Illustrated, all Lions about how much I loved this pick and how I thought it was perfect spot. And Logan wanted to tell me he was 118 on his draft board or whatever, and he was okay, but he could have taken this guy or that guy. 
guy balled out at the end of last year, and people are just loving him. He catches 202 balls after every practice. He's no nonsense. He's smart. He's going to be a slot machine receiver on this team. He can catch it short, intermediate, long. He can score touchdowns. He can block. I mean, I'm I'm here for it. That This may be our Cooper Cup here for the Detroit Lions. There hasn't been any ho-hum, nobody seems worried about this guy, the sky's the limit type of thing. So I'd expect another really quality season from start to finish. And in years three, four, I mean, look out. I could really see this guy being that upper echelon receiver in the top 20 of the league that is just, you know, 100-catch guy, 1,000-plus-yard guy, finding the end zone more often than not. Like, don't please don't sleep on this guy. He seems like he's getting overhyped to some degree now, but I'm telling you, I think the hype is real. I think Brad Holmes found a guy that's smart, tough, um, catches everything, all business, and wants to be great, and that's ARSB for the Detroit Lions. So keep a lookout for that as well. So, all right, everybody, served up some Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. A little bit of cornbread. Cornbread! Got some sound bites in, got a voicemail, got some hot takes, some things to laugh about, hopefully. Let's get our great sponsors in here. Please go check out Reality Sports Online. Please, everybody, if you love fantasy football, go check out PFF All 22. Um, what a great platform that is and what great guys those um, guys are that have created that and building that up. If you listen on a non-iPhone, go hit, uh, check us out on Spotify. That's the easiest way to do it. If you want to start your own pod, if you're like, man, I'm so much funnier and so much more intelligent about the Lions than this goof, you can go to anchor.com and search your own pod if you want to do that and show me up. Or realize that it ain't that easy and you can't hang with the Kool-Aid cast. I mean, one of the two is going to happen if you try to do that. But uh, definitely go check out our people at Anchor, Reality Sports Online, PFF All 22. Uh, who, who knows? All the other great sponsors we have here on the show that keep this thing rolling. And uh, just thank all the listeners out there. You guys are great. You're always getting at me on Twitter. Shoot me those DMs. Shoot me questions. Wanting to know what's up with the team. You know, we're getting random text messages to the line. Just saying let's go lions hyped up um excited about this team i love it all so everybody let's take a quick break i'll be right back get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. 
After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, back from the break. As I always say, thank you so much for listening to the pod. Thank you for visiting our sponsors. Thank you for supporting the show. My guy Kyle Dahmer out there is always supporting the show, uh, sending us a little donation, drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. We got Paul Jackson. Gosh, got some great family members of mine that just love the show and are supporting what I'm doing. We got all the loyal Lions fans, Kool-Aid drinkers out there, all you guys in the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League. I appreciate all of you. Uh, fill up that cup and let's get going. Drink it in, man. All right, so let's talk hard knocks. And if we're going to talk hard knocks, there's only one guy to talk about, and that's Dan freaking Campbell. I mean, Dan Campbell, you want to know why I love this guy so much? You know, I can go down and recite all the sound bites and play him for you if I wanted to that he did in hard knocks, but I want to tell you why this guy's becoming so great. I haven't met a person that isn't like, Man, I love our head coach. Man, I'm rooting for Dan Campbell. He's the perfect guy to lead the Lions. And this is why. Dan Campbell is an alpha. This guy's an alpha male, first and foremost. This guy loves football. You can tell when he talks. He loves the game. He loves his team. The other thing I've said before, and it's ringing true and true, especially on Hard Knocks, this guy's the real deal man he's not out there trying to be somebody he's not he's not trying to give you all these answers like that everything's top secret here with the lions this guy's real he's open and he's incredible and dan campbell is much smarter than most people give him credit for i think this guy is very tactful very calculated and very aggressive both behind the scenes and you're getting to see that in hard knocks where yeah, he may laugh with you. He may tell some jokes here and there. But when he hits between those lines, man, he's trying to get his team better. He's pushing them. He's uh, wanting the absolute best and very calculated at how he calls plays, how he runs his team, how he's trying to get them physically and mentally right to get going. So I love everything about this guy, man. So that, that intro speech where he uh, talking about dragging people out to the deep water and and burying people and, you know, being able to uh, laugh throughout the show and gather his team up and t- tell him how much he cares about him and why he's trying to get him physically and mentally tough by putting the pads on early and going live tackling. 
I absolutely love everything about it. There's nobody out there that doesn't love Dan Campbell. I mean, Pat McAfee has an incredible Dan Campbell impersonation, as well as all his boys. I love how Pat McAfee just has like six dudes hanging around on the periphery of his show, and they're just like all of us, where if you get around like five of your buddies, you just have all these inside jokes, and you're just talking sports. Like, I, I love that show, and I get a chance to check it out. It's so funny. Um, they love Dan Campbell. I love Dan Campbell. I think Detroit and everybody around the country not only loves Dan Campbell, but they're going to love this Lions team as this uh, hard knocks and HBO progresses. Now, now, this is where I get to my hot take about Aiden Hutchinson and the whole Billy Jean thing. And I'm here to tell you, everyone that out there that loved it is the greatest thing ever, I'm just here to tell you, Hutch is the man. But that singing and the way he started that bit was not good. <laughs> Forgetting your 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 go-to song right away was not good. Your initial singing not good. <laughs> but was what was good was that he rebounded from the mistake. That what was good is about you know two two lines into the song when he really got singing and the whole team came in that was incredible. But as much as I diss his his physical singing, not that I could do it or not that I would be any better, but the fact that it just wasn't a a primetime singing performance. But what was great were the dance moves. Go back and watch it multiple times. He was doing this like hopscotch with this move with his hand like he was trying to parallel park back and forth um i don't know where he pulled those moves but he went back to the same move uh was playing hopscotch all around the dance floor in front of his teammates jared davis ripped his shirt off and threw it tried to throw it on stage like he was at an sync concert or something you had uh somebody in the front row uh chase lucas or somebody like that grabbed it out of the air and started whooping it over his head like a helicopter then you got guys like aaron glenn back there singing and dancing which was incredible you had like three or four of the defensive linemen. I think Charles Harris was in there that were just on their feet going nuts and applauding this performance. So, again, the biggest thing I take away is that Hutch's singing needs work. But who? why would you be able to sing that anyway? It's a very odd song to sing as a man. It's a very horrible video. But the fact that the team just loved it so much and jumped in and were just going crazy. Like, go back and watch just how hyped that was. Like, when they get into that chorus and he starts going to the hopscotch parallel park dance, I mean, it's it's just off the charts. <laughs> Funny and just uh, empowering because you just see how much fun these guys are having and how much they love 97 on their football team. I mean... That, that was just uh, absolutely incredible. The other most incredible thing from Hard Knocks Episode 1 was Deuce versus A.G. Now, um, gosh, what, what, what do you say? Just the barking back and forth. I mean, the 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 whole line about uh, Deuce circling Aaron Glenn like a vulture um, was just great. Uh, <laughs> There's just so many funny things to to say about those two bickering back and forth. I mean, that just made it for me because I know, you know, when I would play basketball back in the day, I love getting under somebody's skin, especially if you're playing with friends. I love hitting a shot and telling you about it. I love jaw jacking up and down the court. Got me going. Usually got the other person going. All in good fun. And you can see that AG and Deuce, it gets them both 
pumping. It gets them both fired up. AG's wanting to call a better defense. Deuce is wanting his offense to make a play so he can tell him about it. Um, you know, giving him uh, congratulations that he stopped a screen. That was a great play by uh, Rodrigo. That was funny. Um, AG telling him, <laughs> you should be happy. Um you know, uh, gosh, there's just so many gems in there that you got to love. And the fact that Deuce says, man, I love that man, but I want to, like, take his soul in between the lines is just not only so great for those two, but it just reminded me of how fortunate we are right now to have this coaching staff, you know. And people are like, you won three games last year. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But you see the competitiveness of these guys. You see them getting players better. We saw that last year of guys that – were on their last leg or couldn't play that all of a sudden got better. I would expect another leap from, from players like that this year. There's just something to be said about that alpha competitiveness that's going to bleed through this football team and already has, and it will continue to do so. So, you know, the hope is that we'll just be able to keep AG for another year or two. Hope that Deuce, yeah, we want him to get a head coaching job and yeah, we want him to do this and the other, but we need him here with Swift for another year or two. We need him here um, with that offense, getting everybody hype. And, uh, gosh, it, it was just incredible. So I, I can't wait to see them getting after each other more. Um, but just laughed out loud on so many of those things where they were just getting after each other like two good friends would that, yeah, they love and they care about each other, but, man, they want to beat beat the hell out of the other guy uh, and, and win the day every day. So that that was awesome. And, and the best part is just seeing, seeing the practicing, seeing the behind the scenes. I think we'll get more on the players coming up. We'll also get more um, – so much to see behind the scenes like i can't wait to see the raw footage of them going up against the annapolis colts coming up in those inner uh, team practices that'll be tremendous so you know who, who would ever thought this would probably be the one time you know to be honest maybe in my lifetime that the the lines will be on hard knocks so i just tell everybody to drink it in and you know make sure you pay that 15 bucks or whatever it is to hbo because you're not going to want to miss these shows for if you're a diehard lions fan they're going to be incredible all right, let's finish up with this preseason game. Again, I'm not going to do some big rundown of like score for score, play for play, but just a couple of things I took from it. Like, you know, the Lions, you know, they're at home. They're playing an Atlanta Falcons team that's not very good, not projected to win many ball games. But preseason, you really can't get a feel because, you know, all the different guys and, and types of players that are playing and even coaches are doing things just to do them. You know, it's not a... Uh, talent versus talent, apples versus apples, you know, type of thing. I I did like what the Lions offense did coming right out of the gate, going right down the field with a big, long drive. Um, You know, we saw some hard running from swag up the middle. We saw a very nice play action uh, throw up over the top by Jared Goff. Now, my guy at chops in the D, my buddy, like, I just got to remind you that this was another wobbler that was thrown. I mean, yes, it got there. and Yes, it was like a 20-plus yard gain. But it looked like it got shot out of the sky. I continue to see wobbly ducks from, from Jared Goff. And, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he plays well. But uh, right now, I mean, it's, gosh, how do I say this? Uh, Based on the lack of spirals and some of the passes I see, I mean, it's debatable, and he might be able to, uh, might be true that he can't throw. 
Um, I'm hoping like I can really like if he throws a bunch of beautiful spirals and touchdowns, I can put that to bed. But there's a lot of hype going around about Jared Goff right now. And a lot of people, you know, just saying he's going to do this. He's going to do that. Like I got to see it, you know. And uh, again, he's my quarterback, so I hope he plays well. I hope he wins games. But these these lack of bullet throws, as well as you know, you just gotta see it when the when the games when the lights are brightest. Can he make all the big time plays that we're hearing about, or that he says he's gonna make? We'll see. I hope so. And uh, I have a lot of fun saying that line because every other day I see a, a throw on Twitter where it's just like. It may get there, but it's one of the uglier throws I've seen in the National Football League. But Dan freaking Campbell says that's what he does best is throw the football. So I'm conflicted, to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> Kool-Aid gimmicks, hashtag Kool-Aid gimmicks. But, um, you know, that that was really nice seeing him move down the field. And then Swift just being able to stop on a dime. I mean, you go back and watch that play. It's supposed to probably go up the middle. He absolutely just stopped, you know, dead in his tracks. Saw an opening to the left. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Swifty just put it in extra gear that only he and a few others have um, sped past the whole defense and then, you know, got in the end zone. I love to see it. I would have loved to see him kind of die for the pylon so he didn't take a big crack up top. You know, he really got hit pretty hard, but he bounced up. You know, people said he's been in the weight room. He's been putting on that strength. That was a nice strong run and a nice touchdown run from DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swizzle, as he's known on the show. So I loved all that. Get Got the offense in, went down, scored, got him out. Loved that. Uh, Mr. Billy Jean himself, Hutch, uh, as advertised. I mean, the first play, I think he's out there. He chases down a run play on the whole other side of the field and jacks up Mariota. Next play, he absolutely leaves an offensive lineman and the, just olays the man. And um, the guy didn't even touch him. And then he gets a beautiful TFL. My favorite part about that TFL is how he just snatched him with those two. Hutch wears those big white gloves with the white tape wristbands. It looks like the the hamburger helper man, you know, where he just snatched him with those two big white gloves and just slung him to the ground. Love that. Love to see it. I mean, again, for as much fun as I made with Hutch and his singing, I gave him props on the whole uh, hopping back and forth, you know, doing whatever he was doing with his arms. I mean, it wasn't as good. That wasn't even as good as the Michael Jackson dance move that he pulled off that TFL. That was pretty impressive, no doubt about it. His teammates love him. I love him. I can't wait to see this guy rush the quarterback this year. There's no question. Now, the defense had issues. There's no question about that. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons went up and down the field with Marcus Mariota. I mean, they didn't have, you know, Kyle Pitts wasn't really out there doing anything. You had Drake um, London made like one play and then he went out hurt. So you're getting beat by like Atlanta's, you know, depth players. And they they had easy moving the football in the run game. They were able to, you know, the linebackers really didn't seem to be very consistent or good for that matter. Corners, you know, Mr. Okuda was out there, but on like a third and eight. He gets roasted on an inside slant and uh, there's really nowhere to be found. So that wasn't that great. I mean, Tracy Walker seemed to be all over the field. He was my prediction to be take a big step forward. I liked his play, but you still got, you know, the Will Harris is even my boy. Deshaun Elliott seemed to be a step late on a few plays. And that D-line isn't ready to go yet when you don't have Pascal. You don't have... Um, I didn't see a lean a ton. You don't have Levi doing his thing yet. Julian O'Quara wasn't really out there. So you really didn't see a ferocious performance by any means from the defense, but 
know, hopefully they can clean that up because if the offense is good but your defense is still hard to watch, that's gonna not gonna be good for this football team. Um, you know, you know, like I said off the top, like it doesn't matter, you know, if you win a preseason game or not. I mean, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, it's preseason. Unless you're the Detroit Lions. My Lions, we can't take anything for granted, man. We can't, like, this game was a preseason. It doesn't matter. doesn't care. Whatever. I was pissed at the end of this ball game. And, yeah, it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to tell you this was some big monumental and anything. But it just made me mad because David Blau, for as good as he played at times and made some throws and Tom Kennedy put up a hundy and did all like you got two minutes left. You basically have to sit on the football to end this game. And there's something to be said to the Lions learning how to finish, learning how to win. And what happens? David Blau can't catch a shotgun snap with basically two minutes flat on the clock. Just got a first down. He turns the ball over in his own end. If that's not bad enough, the Falcons are like down to their last breath, fourth and I don't know how long, fourth and 12, whatever it is. You know, scrambled out. You can't get the sack. You can't do whatever. They throw up a prayer. And our cornerback, whoever that was, he's probably like fourth, fifth stringer out there on the outside. He basically did a circle around the defender, then thought, hey, here's a good position. Let me stand behind the receiver in the end zone while he catches it right in front of me for the score to put them up. And then the Lions, of course, couldn't come back down and make enough plays to snatch the victory back. This is a very just dumb, deflating loss. I don't care preseason or not. This just felt like, how do you give it away? How do you give it away in that fashion? Like, you know, I I wanted to not even mention it, but it really just irritated me. So, like, yes, the preseason doesn't matter. Yes, it really doesn't. Yes, I'm not too worried about it. But in the moment, I was annoyed because I knew, too, I was going to have to hear people utter the words SOL. I was going to have to hear people say, man, they found another way to lose a game by just dropping a a snap. How ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And you should have put the the foot on their neck and and buried them, as Dan Campbell said, and just won that first preseason game at home. Instead, you gave it away. So learn how to finish. Learn how to win. And stop finding ways to lose, whether it be preseason, week four, week 10, or in the playoffs. Come on, man. Let's get this together. So this is when they're going to get it together. They're heading to Indy. You have some really spirited practices against the Colts. Um, That preseason game, too, I believe is Saturday at 1 p.m. So I know all the loyal Kool-Aid drinkers will be watching that. We'll see if we get a, like a ball game or if this is one you don't see Goff, you don't see Swift, you don't see Chark, you don't see some of these same guys on defense that are nursing injuries. It could be a very vanilla ho-hum preseason game, but is it is what it is, man. That's the NFL preseason. Like They hype it up like everything else in the NFL, and then when you actually watch it, you're like, when's the real football start again? Like When am I going to see my primetime guys for four quarters? Well, that happens on September 11th against the Eagles. I will be there wired up with some of my good buddies getting after it and uh, getting ready to drink that Kool-Aid, serve it up for the fans, and get a W against the Philadelphia Eagles. But until then, at least we got football every other week until basically 2023 hits. you got to love that. you got to love the hype around this football team. you got to love what's going on with the Lions 
please make sure to check out Hard Knocks. Hit subscribe on this pod. We don't give you the same old, same old. We try to give you some uh, crazy rants and raves and sound drops and all that good stuff. So drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in.